This is the state of the American League Central for Tuesday, June 21st. This is the longest day of the year, Ryan Miller. Are you aware of that? This is, uh, it's not an eclipse. This is the summer solstice. I did not know that, but that's, that's really, really good. On an off day for me. For you this um, listen, I can tell that you're just a baseball guy you you have zero interest in solstices or anything like that. (laughs) Um, Also, let me tell you for all of our YouTube folk watching, I got a replica ring with the Braves uh, when I went to a game a couple weeks ago and I have it just like on my desk. So whenever I'm bored, I'm a very fidgety person. I decide to put the replica ring on and then just walk around with the ring on. So that's uh, does does it open like the real thing. No, it doesn't open like the real thing. And it, we've got a crudely pasted pearl right here. So that's that's wow. the big issue. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm a big fan of this thing. So I'm going to be rocking it for a while. I might rock it for the entirety of the show. But we're not talking about the NL East. We're talking about the AL Central. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to run through the standings again. And then as we near closer to the trade deadline... We're going to talk a little bit more about what move each team can make. And we'll just have an open discussion about what the best move for them looks like. Cool? Cool. Uh, Minnesota is the top dog at 38 and 30. Cleveland is second in the division at 34 and 28. The Cleveland Guardians are six games over 500. The White Sox are two under at 31 and 33. The Tigers are 26 and 40. And the Royals are 23 and 42. Is this still the worst division in baseball or has the NL Central overtaken it? That's hard. I think it's very close. Um, You know, the NL Central has teams like the Pirates, Cubs, and Reds that all have losing records and have been pretty abysmal to this point. Um, But, I mean, the bottom of this division with the Royals and Tigers, that's pretty bad. It's really bad. Um, also, the Pirates are more intriguing now. I mean, shout out our yeah. guy, O'Neill Cruz. And, and how about Bly Madris going up, too? Bly's been kicking yep. ass in June. It's cool. It's like a young person revolution. They keep calling up prospects. Lever Pagueras up there. So it's definitely a fun team to watch. And, you know, this, this could be the team in a couple of years that really competes. 100%. Um, but I'm thinking young guy in the AL Central that came up and just injected some life is Riley Green. They just had a really solid yeah. weekend. Detroit did. And, you know, we'll start at the very bottom. Um, you know, we'll kind of work bottom to top in terms of just overall team survey. And then we'll work top to bottom what types of moves each team can make. So let's start with Kansas City. Um, again, they're 23 and 42. They're brutal. I said on the Just Baseball show yesterday that the wits are heating up a little bit. Uh, Bobby yeah. Witt and Whit Merrifield. But aside from that, I mean, this has to be the worst pitching staff in baseball by a wide, wide margin, right? Has to be. And <laughs> I mean, there's there's not a lot of people coming through the system that can make them better at this point. Um, I know we're going to talk about some moves that they can make in a second, but anybody on that staff with value, either if it's Brad Keller or somebody in the bullpen, Scott Barlow, you got to offload them for prospects. They're not going to compete for the next couple of years. So you have to kind of shift towards a rebuild. Is is the future looking bleaker for Kansas City? I don't know. I'm not done with Brady Singer yet. They have some young bats like MJ Melendez, Nick Prado, uh, Vinny Pasquantino is another guy. So they have a wave coming. And I think just executing in the draft, making some international signings that are worthwhile and some trades right now that they can get some value back for will will help them in the long run. 
hundred percent. Um, yeah, I mean, I, they just, it feels like them in Oakland and Washington, I'll put Washington in that group too. They're, they're the ones that should just be throwing in the towel right now on this year. Um, Detroit is next and they've got that young injection. Riley green just got activated from his rehab assignment, picked up his first major league hit. I really like what Riley green can do for this offense. And the offense actually looked acceptable over the weekend with green. Like what is the ceiling of a guy like Riley green? Superstar for me. I think he, he has a very toolsy set and this guy could hit for power. He's fast. Obviously he's a great uh, hitter and defender as well. So this guy could really turn into a superstar at the major league level. I'm very high on Riley green. Have we talked since Casey Mize went down with TJ? I don't think we have. So that's that's something that, that kind of sucks for them. They still got Scooble, but obviously Mize hasn't lived up to the hype of the 1-1 one, one pick yet. Uh, there is some talent there, though. So let's see how he looks when he comes back from TJ. Yeah, well, we'll see how he looks. But, I mean, he's going to miss the rest of this year and maybe all of next year, too. And he might be ready for yeah. the start of 2024, which just sucks. Like, I, yeah. I wanted that guy to turn a corner so badly. And he just couldn't do it. And, and now he's, he's shelved for the next year and a half. But yeah, Riley Green can, he can provide something. Um, Torkelson is, is starting to look not terrible, which is very exciting from another number one overall pick. Um, yeah. But Javier Baez still looks terrible, but that's beside the point. Now we're getting to the teams that we should actually be spending time on, starting with the White Sox, who are 31 and 33. Um, I think the clock's ticking on them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if they're going to compete for a playoff spot this year. Obviously the playoffs are a little bit extended. So we'll, we'll see or expanded rather. So we'll see if they compete for one of those last spots, but right now the roster that they have on paper, the pitching staff, the way everybody's performing, I don't know if they make it. Which is crazy to say, because this was one of the world series favorites on paper. They were probably yeah. the second best team in the American league on paper before this year. And now we're looking at the team on paper and the narrative is shifted around guys like Yasmani Grandal, right? And, and shifted around some guys like AJ Pollock. And how about even a Lucas Giolito? I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's kind of bad for, for Chicago fans, obviously, because coming into this year, again, they look like a favorite to win the division. Who knows what they'll do with the trade deadline? Their farm system isn't that good so they might not have a lot of prospects to get big names but we'll see yeah i mean they're they have to be buyers have to be we were promised contenders so they have to be buyers uh they're gonna try and thread this needle they're gonna try and you know get in and in any way that they can but i have no idea how they're gonna do it again moves coming up uh in a moment cleveland is the hottest team in baseball right now. They're eight and two, you know, that title belonged to Atlanta, but they had a 13 game win streak snapped. They lost two in a row to the Cubs who had lost 10 in a row, but I mean, Cleveland's eight and two in their last 10, they're getting contributions from bats again, that people have never heard of. And, and Steven Kwan, people had never heard of before his mercurial start uh, in the first five games of the year, but Kwan is sneaky hitting 320 in June. How about Oscar freaking Gonzalez? He's really yeah. good folks. Um, Cleveland, yeah. do you think this model is good enough to keep them through September and earn them a playoff spot? I think it's close. And what I mean by close is they're probably like one piece away. 
Yeah. I would say if they trade for a bat, maybe like a bullpen piece or something to kind of shore up the back end of that pen, they could contend. Obviously, as you said, they're winning a lot of games right now with this current roster. Who knows how long that'll be sustainable for? But I mean, kudos to them. They're they're getting contributions from people who they didn't think would even crack the the major league roster this year. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's very impressive. Oscar Gonzalez is an interesting player for sure. So maybe they don't go after an outfielder per se, but I think they're one bat away. How about the guys that we're looking at right now too in the minor leagues? Gabriel Arias is a guy in the minor leagues right now. George Valera, another guy in double A. Those are guys that can realistically make an impact at the big league level this year. So even if they don't make a move, they could still stick around, but I'm with you. They got to make a move for what I think is a, a veteran bat. And then Minnesota at the top, they're 38 and 30, but they've kind of stagnated while Cleveland is really climbing right now. Should Minnesota be worried about the guardians who are a game back of them? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, both teams are playing well, but the guardians, the guardians are just, making a bunch of of weird and people didn't know how it would work out with who they're calling up richie palacios oscar gonzalez as we just mentioned but they're hitting and minnesota they called up a couple top prospects obviously royce lewis goes down out for the year um jose miranda is another guy who struggled at the big league level so they I mean, Cleveland's right on their tail, so they they should definitely make some moves to beef up the roster and try to get contributions from maybe some prospects down the line, but it's going to be close. They definitely shouldn't write off Cleveland. I'm with you. Let's start with the moves. We'll work top down. For Minnesota, what do they need to go get? Is it infield depth? You've got Nick Gordon there, but he's out of options. Like, do you DFA him and go get an upgrade in the middle infield? Where do you make the improvement? One player that really fits for me is Josh Bell. Uh, the Washington Nationals are obviously not going to win anything this this year. Yeah. Um, and they'll probably go into a full-blown rebuild here soon. So Bell makes some sense. Uh, he, he can DH. Miguel Sano isn't playing great, obviously. Um, Jose Miranda could play third if he comes back up. I get that that's kind of blocking him at first base, but he could be a rental for them. He has a very good left-handed swing. Not too great from the right side but could definitely provide this team a bat that maybe puts them into the playoffs and make the deep run. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I'm looking at the bullpen. I'm looking at just another bullpen piece here because you can never have too many bullpen arms. Um, I'm going to give Baltimore's Felix Bautista to Minnesota. I think you can move for him. This is a guy with heavy, heavy shit. I mean, he is... 99 that is on a clothesline. He is a power arm. You've got Emilio Pagan throwing really well right now. You've got Joan Duran throwing really, really well right now. Um, so if you can bridge the gap here, and if you make the postseason, and if you can hand the ball over from a starting pitcher to Bautista, Duran, and Pagan, I mean, that that's hard to beat in terms of a back three in the bullpen. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Perfect. Uh, Cleveland, you think they got to move for a bat, yeah? Yeah, that or a bullpen piece. Um, they've gotten some contributions from guys in the bullpen. Uh, Sam Hentges, I believe, is still pitching well. I don't think he's got blown up recently. Um, so they they have some guys there. I think Karen Chick's working his way back. Um, so maybe a bat. I'm not quite sure who. Possibly an outfielder. 
Miles Straw hasn't been great, but he got locked up to an extension, so that's kind of an odd situation. You got yeah. Quan in left, Gonzalez in right, and then you know the middle infield's not bad with with Andres Jimenez and uh, Ahmed Rosario. Um, so maybe a guy who can fill in all over the diamond DH some days that could help them. Can I pitch you, David Peralta? Yeah, sure. That guy Why could not? work. Right? Why not? Peralta is, you know, like he, he's a guy that has gotten older. He's 34 years old, but right now in 61 games, he's got eight homers, 27 driven in. He's not going to swipe bags, but I mean, he's a 730 OPS guy. Like this is just another corner outfielder to have in the hold with sneaky pop. So Peralta could be the guy here in terms of veteran for like dirt cheap. And by dirt cheap, yeah. I mean, totally dirt cheap. Um, another guy, if you're interested in upgrading it, you know, a, a first base instead of Josh Naylor could be his teammate, Christian Walker. Um, and, and it's going to take some prospects to go get Walker, especially with how he's performing. But as we know, the guardians have the deepest farm system in all of baseball. So they can go get Christian Walker and not feel it. So I think best case scenario, they can go grab Christian Walker. Um, if they don't want to, you know, ditch anything, then go get David Peralta for chump change. Yeah, definitely. I'm in, man. Um, all right, the White Sox. How do they go about it? It's going to be hard because they don't have prospects. Um, Montas fits there, but as we mentioned before we started recording, I don't think that they have enough to go get Montas without really disrupting the big league lineup. So maybe kind of have Ethan Katz pick out a couple guys who he thinks he can can turn into productive starters maybe make a couple of small deals because that that might be the only way that they that they get players at the deadline. I don't I don't even know who they can go after there. Like yeah. Paul Blackburn Blackburn's probably going to be cheaper than Frankie Montas but not by much with how he's pitching. Um right. it's like the teams that are non-competitive right now they've got nobody. Um <laughs> You ready for this one? Yeah. How about Jose Quintana? <laughs> oh, wow. A reunion <laughs> back with the White Sox. Yeah, I mean, hey, he's been pitching all right. Uh, he, and when he wasn't pitching well, it was due to injuries. So who knows if he's a better pitcher than he's shown the past few years. Obviously, he had a lot of success in Chicago, both with the Cubs and White Sox. So maybe he's a guy probably cheaper. I don't know who the Pirates would ask for. Maybe like a really young international guy or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I don't think they ask for a top 10 prospect for Quintana. No. I mean, I, I granted, like the number eight prospect for the White Sox is like the number 27 prospect for most yeah. other organizations in baseball. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think you can get away with like the number eight prospect and the number 17 prospect or something like that. So in, in that work. range where the White Sox don't feel it, but, um, you know, they, they go and get a guy who can string together a couple of good starts. But I really like Davis Martin. Um, I think Johnny Cueto still has something left in the tank. I don't think they need to go move for a bat. I think the best thing that they can do is get Josh Harrison off the roster and get Lenin Sosa or Yolbert Sanchez up. Yolbert's in AAA. Lenin Sosa is in double. Um, those two second basemen are just better than Josh Harrison right now. And I think they would be in their you know, cheaper start their clock right now. Um, yeah. So that's my thought. How about Detroit? Who do they move? It's hard. It's very hard. I think Detroit's one of the teams this deadline that don't make a lot of trades. 
if any, really, because their their young core is in place and there's not a lot of guys who they can move. Maybe like a Robbie Grossman or somebody like that. But I mean, there's there's not too much. The bullpen doesn't have a lot. I mean, if you want to trade away Gregory Soto, okay. But I don't think that they're going to make a big splash at this deadline. They're closer to rebuilding for me than contending. Um, you can't trade Javi Baez because of the contract. As as much as some people may want that to happen, you just can't do it. So it's it's probably going to be a pretty mediocre deadline for Detroit. I I'm with you, um, and I think they can you know trade off some of the like a Michael Fulmer, like anybody in their yeah. bullpen is available here. Gregory Soto should be available. Joe Jimenez should be available. Um, you know, I like Willie Peralta should be available too. Drew, if anybody wants Drew Hutchison, great, go for that. But I mean, oh, those could be guys that are just like teensy tiny moves. I'm with you. There's not going to be a big move if they trade any player. I could see it being Tucker Barnhart if a team feels like they're in dire need of a catcher. Um, but I mean, Tucker Barnhart, like he's got a 523 OPS, and that's actually pretty much average for that starting lineup. This lineup's horrible. Let me just run through the OPSs here. Tucker Barnhart, 523. Torque, 580. Scope, 534. Baez, 543. Candelario, who's on the IL, 555. Willie Castro, 663. Miggy is 710, and that's the best by a wide margin. That's terrible. That's horrendous. It's horrendous. It doesn't get worse. Um, And then wrapping up with Kansas City, I was just talking with uh, Aram Layton. And, you know, obviously Andrew Benintendi is the guy that's going to get moved. And then in the bullpen, you've got a guy like Scott Barlow who's going to get moved as well. But he thinks that Michael A. Taylor just created some trade stock for him as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think Kansas City goes into a full-blown rebuild. So Taylor's gone for me. Barlow's gone. Obviously Benintendi. Really anybody with value, maybe like a Hunter Dozier as well if a team needs a power bat that might have some juice. Um, obviously he's had his fair share of struggles and successes this year, but yeah, I mean, any, anyone with value on this roster that any team's going to call about, they should move. Is, um, is Carlos Santana worth anything? Um, I mean, he walks a little bit. That's about it. He strikes out, but actually does he strike out Santana? He, he doesn't strike out 34 yeah, walks, 25 punches. But he, he doesn't get hit. So um, I think he ends up getting moved somewhere for something cheap because they have Nick Prado and Vinny Pasquantino there. Um, so I think the second half of Kansas City season is just showcasing the young guys trying to get them at bats. Yeah, I think you, I think you got to move Nicky Lopez for, for chump change now, too, because Nicky Lopez, like sure. you should have traded him while you had the opportunity, but here he is 62 games into the year and he's hitting 214 with a 250 slugging. A 250 yeah. slugging. That's horrible. I mean, yeah, that's that's horrible. I mean, I, it doesn't get much worse than that. All right. Um, overall, I, listen, the AL Central on a week-to-week basis, it may be sad, but you know what? We're going to power through this year, and we're going to come out stronger because of it. Will do. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I'm in. All right. Kendall and T, we'll talk to you at the AL West tomorrow.